Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. I am Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're going to be talking about Yona of the Dawn. Now, I don't know about you... But it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. The second half, um, it started gaining momentum and then it just straight died in the last, I want to say, three episodes. I I, uh, I would have to agree a little bit. More so on the last four. I would say four, not three. Personally, I would say the last four. Um, so okay. the synopsis of it is is uh, Princess Yona, uh, she lives lived a life of luxury and her cousin, Su Wan, comes to visit her, and her cousin is, is uh, the king's nephew. So first cousins, right? First cousins. The king and okay. uh, Su Wan's father were brothers. Uh, king Il was the younger brother, but he was made king. Now, the king uh, did not really endorse violence. He wasn't uh, really keen about people having weapons in general. It, it goes against his ideology. And what ends up happening is Su Wan kills Yona's father, murders him. But he tells her when she walks in on him killing her father that he actually killed his father. The, the king that didn't want any thing to do with violence didn't want them to have weapons or anything like that he actually murdered his father and that he is doing great damage to the uh kingdom that they're in so to follow you're saying that uh the nephew of the king says the king killed his brother Mm -hmm. and then created a weak empire that was soon going to lose ground to the other nations they they lost ground to the other nations because he didn't want to have conflict or war as a result of King Il being killed, Yona and the general uh, Son Hawk have to flee the kingdom because they're about to be killed themselves for this total milit- uh, for this total coup of the kingdom. As a result, she ends up going on this journey to uh, find the four fabled dragons, or rather, people who inherited dragon blood. Now, the funny thing that I find about the anime is it's really slow to start because you don't find out about the the overarching mission of hers until like episode five or six when after she talks to the Oracle. Right. And uh, it ends with with them uh, basically finding, barely finding the fourth dragon and then continuing on. And as they're going through this journey, as they're going through she is learning about what the state of the kingdom really is. Now, I would argue that what Su Won did was actually for the betterment of the kingdom, and they do show this really throughout the whole series. He is—he's—he's he's, uh, in one of the episodes, like about seven or eight episodes into it, they bring to him like so. Su Won is going through the documentation and taxes and documentation because he's been crowned king, and they're finding out that. A lot of the lords and governors 
and nobles of the areas have artificially increased the taxes, are are causing great strife amongst the people, and the people, they themselves, and Yona finds out about this all the way through, that they're not happy with King Il and that they're actually quite happy with the new king in place and they have great hope for the future. So what you're saying is he was an ineffectual leader and the kingdom was suffering because of it. And in place of a, when you place a new ruler in who wants to clean up the mess, so to speak, um, people are happy for the change. Right. And, and you got this feeling that they weren't really happy about the current king in place at the beginning, when he's talking about the uh, kingdom as a whole, in general, for them. It would make sense. That that would make perfect sense, especially in the time that this is um, set in. Because weak leadership would allow for dissent and just nothing good. And and the, the king being murdered uh, by the cousin. Now, the interesting thing is, is it is she wholeheartedly wanted to marry... Suwon, and it's very known. And she says this during during her birthday party, which is at the very beginning at the first episode, or not first episode. Sorry, it's like episode two that she says this. And he wouldn't have actually had to kill King Il. He could have like because she had basically said, "I am going to marry him," and the king basically kind of gave way to that. He would have been king and been able to do this without having to perform the mili- uh, the military takeover. That he did. See, the thing that I find interesting about this storyline is there are so many different ways you could have gone about doing it. And I, I personally feel that there is something still missing in the anime about why the king killed his brother. The king being such a kind king doesn't seem like he would do something irrational to the point of killing blood. So, you know, if I may real quick, yeah. um, the Oracle... Or, or not the Oracle, the one, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was uh, the, the gentleman who was actually with the Oracle. What he actually said was uh, Su Won's uh, father actually chased out all of the um, Oracles in all the kingdoms. Because in, in, in the timeline, the Oracles are very holy individual uh, people who speak directly to the gods. And then parte part. Uh, that knowledge onto the king and in certain times and in some manners actually have more power than the king. Well, Su Won's father didn't like that. So he actually chased out all the oracles and he was on a military conquest going through this because he didn't want any oracles overthrowing any of the kings or nobleship. He felt that they weren't necessary or needed. And so that's why this oracle, that one oracle, was in uh, hiding. is because he he was someone that wasn't chased out or, or murdered. Okay. But that still doesn't tell me or give me insight as to why the King's brother was killed by the King. Like that's, it gives us insight as to the brother's personality. So he probably knew. Uh, now, now we don't know for a fact if Su Won was telling the truth, even though we are led to really believe this. I, 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 I think that Su Won um, may have been misled in how his father was killed and that it really wasn't the uh, king that had killed him. It was maybe someone else that actually was attempting to take do a military coup and his father died as a result or his father didn't want to do the military coup and so they killed him as a result, blaming 
the king. You know, if I had to throw my money on a scenario like that, it'd be the Fire Nation. Because the Fire Nation always attacks. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the Fire Nation in particular, I, I would actually agree in this in this world and how it's set. I would actually agree with you that the Fire Nation really is the ones that are at fault here. So going forward with the story, after she talks to the Oracle, after her running with the Fire Brigade, if you will, um, having fought against them while they were on the run, they fell into a ravine where they met and were taken care of by the Oracle and his attendant. Uh, I really don't know how to say what this guy was. He was just a self, the self-proclaimed attendant. He calls himself the beautiful boy genius or the beautiful genius. Yeah, there's definitely he, some uh, erotic stuff going on between him and the Oracle. Right. At least that's that's what I'm lead, led to see there. Um, yeah, he, he also says he basically just needs to read something once and then he remembers it forever. And so, you know, you're, you're led to believe that he actually has a photographic memory, which is honestly, even in today's standards is really, really magnificent and a rare trait in and of itself. So for, for him to have that and, and to, to be able to realize and utilize that type of uh, mentality is great for Yona and, um, Hawk. Yeah, yeah, he becomes an extreme asset. Um, but moving towards the dragons themselves, um, the dragons aren't actually like legitimate dragons, although they do share the, some of the characteristics that you would find in a dragon, such as strength, agility, long life, power—not power, uh, because um, um, that's the same thing as strength. But uh, not long life. They li- live a normal life, um, but they do inherit like a specific trait. So you. Uh, Yona inherited the will of the the red dragon, and so she ha- that's why she has this crimson red hair. And it's a folklore in the in their world that the red dragon came down, made himself into a human to lead the people. Well, the people eventually turned on him and wanted to execute him. The other four dragons said, "Well, why don't you just turn you know turn back into a dragon and kill them all for for their insolence?" And he goes, "No, I am human now." I love them and I can't do that. So the dragons, instead of turning themselves into humans, took a part of their blood, a drop of their blood, and imparted a drop into four separate people, endowing them with power. So the blue dragon gave them the gave uh, his uh, vessel the power of sight, so he can see insanely long distances. It doesn't matter if it's dark or light out; he can see it just fine. And through the power of the eye itself can paralyze or even kill a person with that power. Yep. According to what um, I'm reading right here, it says it enables him to look long distances, even into a person's heart. Once he peaks the heart, he can induce hallucinations and paralysis. However, once he uses this, he will also feel the same pain inflicted upon them. So it's a double-edged sword. Right. And and um, it's I, I have a feeling that all their powers come with like a double edge to it, so that way they don't abuse the power. You know, it's it's to help keep them grounded, is what I would assume that it does. Yeah. Um, so also, what I found was the yellow dragon, which I believe is the last dragon. He has an indestructible body and is immortal, and can withstand any kind of disease. That's I guess why I thought they all did that. And and they didn't do, go too much into it. Like if 
Like when <laughs> they, they didn't say have time, they just found yeah. him. Yeah. Well, it's not even that they found him. He found them. He he just like wandered up to them and just like appeared, and that was it. And it was the last episode that that happens too. The the the, <laughs> the last episode was basically that. Um. Yeah. That's why I'm led to believe that it's unfinished. I'm hoping it continues because it does get good. And when, when it does have action, the, the, the episodes that, that things are going on just flow so nice. But when, when they're trying to fill in backstory or when they're trying to make you feel for a character, which they don't do very well. No, no, they don't. Not well. Uh, at all. And they're, they're, they're very keen to kill people off quick once they think you have an emotional attachment or when they try to insinuate an emotional attachment. For instance, the very first death, uh, aside from the king, of a minor character was um, a guard that looked up to Hawk. And he basically wore the kimono of Yuna and distracted the, the Imperial bad guys. and they killed him quick with arrows and you're like, Whoa, this is, it sets the tone and it gives you a semblance of the impending danger makes it very real because in here they show blood, even in the dub, which is surprising, they show blood. And usually in anime such for this time period and for this style, when you get hurt, you're like, Oh God, Oh no. Ooh. And you die. But there's no blood here. You're like, there's no mistaking. He's not coming back from this. There, there are actual wounds that people take. And then sometimes you just fall off a cliff and break one rib. So, I mean, there's that. Well, he didn't fall off a cliff and just break one rib. He also had cuts and bruises and broken bones all over, or, or a couple of broken bones over his body. But they also rectified, or not rectified it, but attempted to justify the minimal amount of injuries and why they were able to survive. Uh, by explaining that when he was falling down, he they fell into the trees and he grabbed on to a couple of trees while they were coming down. And it while it broke branches or it slipped, he was able to soften the blow enough to where it didn't kill him. Yeah, he in this particular case being Hawk. Exactly. When he when he fell off of a cliff, and that's when they met the Oracle. Each of the dragons that they introduce, um, it's kind of funny. They they you find them in the order that the story provides them and it's very weird. Now the, the, the good part about this story is you definitely see progression uh, in Yuna. You see her becoming uh, more resilient, but it takes far too long. She's too, too much of um, a traumatized individual that is incapable of progressing uh, for, I would say most of the first half. Well, it's not that, that she's traumatized. It's that she's having trouble grasping the realities because she even states she never before that incident never stepped foot outside of the palace walls at all, ever. She she had always lived in those confines. So as far as she knew, everything was okay and, every, and the world was great. But when she's getting out there and she hears people saying, I'm glad the king is dead. I'm glad King Il is dead because I just can't continue to live like this. Or he lets other nations uh, just come in and take over. Or we're not able to come in and fend for ourselves. Our, 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 our farmlands are completely dried up because the noble decided to tax us so much. And, 
and everything else. So she's hearing all these negative things about her father, who she loved dearly, just like come out and people are just saying, yeah, no, I'm glad that son of a gun's dead. And so it's hurting her and it's causing her to have to evolve in that sense. Like, I understand my father was a horrible individual, but I'm not going to be that kind of person. And everywhere they go, she tries to better that area, tries to better the situation because she just can't turn in a blind eye to the to the heartache, to the sadness, to the pain that she's actually seen that's being inflicted on everyone. And this really comes to fruition during the last, I want to say six episodes, seven episodes, right, right when they're trying to recruit the third dragon, the green dragon. Now, what I will say is I'm not looking for a Mary Sue by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Mary Sue, if you're not familiar, is someone who just comes uh, maxed out for their stats. They they have everything come super easy to them, almost with little to no training, and like it's intuitive for them. That that type of character. Um, but at the same time, I'm not looking for someone who needs, you know, seven episodes to figure out. Oh, I need to start doing things on my own. I realize that in in her case, she was like, oh, no, she never lived anywhere outside. She lived in the, in in a very in a bubble if you will, without any, without any outside influence. But once she was outside, I would have been, I think I would have, I would have liked it more if she would have been like, Oh, I need a change. I'm going through this turmoil, but I need to be an asset. I don't need to be babied as much. And she would have taken steps. She did. She, she did do that. Like after, after she finally got broken out of the, the traumatization of her, dad being killed she instantly said to hawk i want you to teach me the sword i want you to teach me the blow and he said if you were anyone else i would have you do 200 bows a day and he makes the reference that she every night before anyone gets up or after everyone goes to sleep she shoots 200 bows every day to better herself to make herself an asset so that way she's not sitting there trying to to you know leech off of everyone I, I agree. She eventually does do that, but in a 24 episode season, she doesn't start that process until like episode nine, eight or nine. But that's mainly so because the, Hawk didn't want her to learn. And it took the outside influence of someone else to finally allow her to do that. I can see that. I understand the reasoning. It's just my preference would have been. Well, she can't exactly a go fast. into a town and, and just buy the bow herself because of her red hair. She's easily identified. She could be easily identified and, and they're trying to hide because they don't know if Suwon wants them killed. Now, when they fell off the cliff, like you had mentioned earlier, um, it is believed that both Yona and Hawk are dead, even though they're not. But she tells him even as they're leaving or, or after their, uh, after they fall and they're getting ready to leave the Oracle, which is where they fa- fell down to the cliff, ironically, um, that she wants to learn. She doesn't want to be babied. She wants to be an asset to him. And he is very resistant to this. And he says it when they're leaving. He says it when they're leaving his home village. And he says it again there. He's like, I would rather not teach you. And she's like, well, I'm going to learn myself then. And he goes, you know what? Fine. 
if you're going to learn, you're going to learn the bow. So that way you're far out of danger. You're not anywhere near anyone. Because even then he is reluctant in teaching her that. But I do agree. I I shouldn't have been nine episodes into it. I understand why it took nine episodes into it. I just, I agree. It should not have taken that long to get into it. Now, do you remember which dragon they went to first? Was it the white or the blue? The white. The white. Okay. The the contrast in between the white and the and the blue dragon and how they're perceived, vastly different. It's night and day and the differences in how they treat. So for the white dragon, he, he's treated, at, it, it's almost as if he's he himself is a god. Yeah. And it was kind of, his ability is to be massively strong in one hand, one arm, essentially. The strength, I think it said, the strength of 10 men. And when he swings it and enlarges it, destroy anything in his path. And in his in his sect or village, if you will, um, he is treated as like royalty, right? As a living god, as a descendant from on high. And I think, if memory serves, I think they even once you were granted this ability after your predecessor has passed away, because only one person can hold it at a time. No, actually, it's, well, yeah, that's true. One person can hold it at a time, and it's it's uh, gifted to each person through birth. And so when that person is born with it, the power immediately starts transferring from the person who currently has it to the person who, who is inheriting it. And once that power is drained out of the person who has it currently, they die. See, I thought that was unique with the blue. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, maybe. I mean, he, he, uh, cause I thought with the white, yeah, he was born with it, but I thought that the way they explained it and, and maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but I thought they said once that elder dies, the next baby born inherits it. Uh-uh. Because if you remember the, uh, the white dragon, his father had, had the claw too. So they both had it while they're alive and same thing with the blue. Same thing, and and then the green. You, it's referenced. Same thing with the green. The guy is like, I understand you don't want this power, but this is what you have. Okay, so I misinterpreted that completely. Yeah, they even showed his dad and him both having the the claw on the right arm, too, for the white dragon. Okay. Now the saddest backstory goes to the blue dragon. Yes, in my opinion, because it's eyesight. It's it is 100% the, the thing you use the most when you're that dragon. You rely on it so heavily. And the, his predecessor was fighting off bad guys. And when he was finally old enough to use it almost to its fullest ability, he was like, hey, how come you didn't see that attack coming when, when he was attacked? And it finally clicked in his head. He's like, oh, crap, you're going blind because of me. And that's that was an emotional turning point in his head. I don't know if that was when he donned the mask or not. No, they're given a mask at birth. Like instantly oh. they're given a mask at, at birth before they're able to see because uh, the village chief said, we need to put a mask on him because they believe if you look at the eyes, he, you will turn to stone. And, and they believe that the dragon's blood is a curse despite the fact that it's actually not a curse, it's something that's that should be held to high esteem because of the greatness of that gift, however the double-edged sword it is. And the reason why that it probably ends up 
being viewed as a curse because maybe like with the green one, uh, they someone decided to go completely shell, sell, uh, shellfish, selfish with it. <laughs> shellfish. Shellfish. <laughs> someone had decided to completely go uh, selfish with it and, and just decided to kill a bunch of people in the village. I mean, we don't know. But also, we don't understand really the, the, the only two people we ever really learn about the backstory is, is are the white and blue. You don't really learn about the green dragon's backstory at all. And you don't even know the backstory of the yellow one because he just randomly appears. didn't realize that it was his one leg that he could enlarge at will. Just like the white, he could, the white could enlarge his right arm as big as he wants or as small as he wants. I didn't realize it was just the one leg doing it. I thought his ability was just super jumps, basically. Yeah. And super agility and accuracy. Yeah, and and you know, in 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 honesty, um, when I saw him fighting with his jumps and everything like that, my mind set instantly went to Sanji from One Piece. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the personality yeah, is there too. So it's the same personality, same fighting style, everything, you know. So it's like, yes, that is that is a Sanji uh, tribute right there if I ever saw one. So the yellow, uh, sorry, I was skipping from the blue. Let's go to the green. Well, we were talking about the green, the green jump. Oh, green, sorry. So going to the yellow, the next one, um, his ability is basically being... Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, impervious to damage um, and can't get sick. He can regenerate quickly while developing hard scales to fortify his body like steel, making him invulnerable to any kind of physical attack. However, this can only be activated when he receives great injury beforehand. So he's got to get hurt, and then he like does this super body where he's just an amazing shield, essentially. While you've got three attackers... You've got the one shield guy. So Yeah, and and one of the things that I find really interesting about this anime is in the very beginning, uh they they kinda for the first at least first two episodes, they switch in between what's what you're watching throughout, so like current time, to the future, which shows that she already has all of them there and they're already fighting an army or or a group of people a battalion and and uh, one of the guys shoot an arrow at her and he appears right there with a shield so i mean but then at the end they show that same scene but instead of them fighting she just turns away and turns and walks away instead of them fighting so everyone just continues to march on so i I get that kind of conflict i mean like at what point did she actually battle was was that just like to kind of give you a teaser because there were like two OVAs that that we didn't watch, and or or is it just trying to draw you and and force you into uh, watching or not watching, but reading the manga? Because the ending, I mean, that's that's how it ends. She they find the fourth one, they go see the oracle, and then they're like, okay, well now what do we do? And yeah, and then it, they show this army marching through the ca- canyon, and she just turns and walks away with everyone, and and then that's it. That's how they end it. I mean, all right, that's cool, but that was kind of that that ending was kind of lackluster. Now, I mean, I understand the contrast in the in the difference between the beginning and there, because 
they wanted to show that she she didn't want to just go blatantly attack and just try to have them fight because it's it's overwhelming position they would be killed overran and killed against an army. Yeah. Um, I also understand that she wants to kill uh, Suwon. She even shows this when she runs into him at like episode twenty two. After she ends up saving a city with the green dragon before they meet the yellow, yeah, and, and he she he even knows that she wants to kill him. She he sees her. He hides her from the from his general from his comrades so that way they don't know that she's still alive, and because he still cares about her, even though he was going to kill her, even though he wanted to overthrow the kingdom, he was doing it for the the right reasons. Went around it the wrong way, but doing it for the right reasons. He ultimately you know still loves and cares about her and when he found out that she was really happy and was going to marry him and that people would have been on board for her marrying him it breaks his heart because he's like oh i really didn't need to do this then well the thing that gets me is he's always got that advisor with him he seems like he's been put in a situation by other people like a rock in a hard place essentially and he's doing the best that he can but he's just the villain He's just a hardcore, no one likes me. Is he a villain, though? I mean, it's not that people don't like him. A lot of people actually like him. A lot of people... The public likes him because of what he's doing for them. Right. However, he had villainous actions. He killed the previous king. He tried to kill the the princess. As uh, what normally happens with a military coup... I mean, like, that does happen. I mean, like, you can't exactly leave people. But he does, instead of murdering her when he runs into her again, he, he and even then, she didn't get killed uh, because he killed her when they fell off the cliff. Um, he wanted her to be, be brought to him alive. Did he, though? He did. I don't think that was what the order was. No, no, it, it was. was no, it it was. He He said, I want them returned to me alive and unharmed. The Fire Nation, the the Fire Clan, didn't didn't jive with that. The Fire Clan's the one that's pushing everything behind the scenes, pushing things forward. They're the ones that have very, very uh, ill intent. They're they're the ones that that have, you know, are very, very much for draining all the money they can from their own people, and that's where the a lot of the poverty stricken areas are where the military is the worst you know it's like oh we're gonna go in here we're just gonna do this that's where where it tends to be the worst for those nate for their uh area is wherever that fire clan is okay so the so i would think that he is being forced into a particular situation and told he needs to do this if they want his if he wants their support by the fire clan but if he had the option or the ability to take another action i believe he ultimately would have taken it especially with him hiding the princess when he runs into her and says i understand you want to kill me but I, I have so much I need to do now. I, I just can't let you do that. And letting her go rather than killing her or bringing her with him, knowing full well that she will eventually find and kill him, knowing that she's going out there learning everything she can and becoming stronger and also helping out the people there because he's not an idiot. He knows that she actually helped that town that they were in. He knows knows that. He's like, we're just going to let them sorted amongst themselves for right now. We're just going to kind of go off on our own and go back. Well, this brings me to my next question. Why was the king so against 
having first cousins marry other than the incest thing? Why was he so against having so did he do you think he knew that Suwong was in the pocket of the fire? Pro- you know what? Probably. It's it's it wasn't a matter of the incest. Uh especially when it comes to royalty and in the feudal era era. That that wasn't a very big problem. I mean, like in, in a lot of practices, it's considered to keeping the bloodline pure it's not uncommon for relatives to marry and give birth throughout i mean like never mind the all the negative health effect uh health uh problems that can come along with that but i feel that he may have had an idea but ultimately he felt that su won wasn't going to be the appropriate because he was his brother's son. So very military and mind oriented. So I feel like he had that kind of mentality, even though he was saying you shouldn't, shouldn't want him to be a part of the family because he would then be targeted constantly. Like we are because we're royalty. Okay. So you think maybe, uh, just a theory. Do you think maybe the uncle was killed in by friendly fire on the battlefield, but because, the king was so weak in his stance of non so weak in, in his stance of nonviolence that his stronger brother was taken as a uh, sacrifice almost like his uh-uh. brother was like i have to go fight this because you won't and he, when he died like that the blame was laid at the king's feet for his inactivity well it- they did say that the reason why his brother was killed was due to an accident and misfire. Even though Su Won says it wasn't an accident, it was on purpose. Um, now, it was a shock when King Il became the king rather than his brother because his brother was older and he was supposed to be the next in line for the throne anyways. Instead, it was given to the younger brother to everyone's surprise who was a pacifist. And the thing that surprised me the most was the older brother was okay with it. He's like, hey, I get a fight for my brother. Hey, the, that, that crown would weigh too much for me. Hey, at least I can still do what I love to do this. Right. I'm sure that pissed a few people off. Yeah. So, uh, but, so uh, I don't know exact. I, I feel that it was set up or King Il was actually framed in this regard. In that the wheels were set in motion much further back in that regard for it all laying the foundation early enough for the, for the son Su Won to be manipulated and, and have the seeds planted that King Il was the, actually the one that had done this. And you will eventually okay. have to gain revenge on him. Okay. So my question now would be look towards the future. Let's assume that they finished the anime finished it to its completion. Do you find Su Wong being redeemed and forgiven and possibly married? I, I to... find him being forgiven and then killed. Really? That's usually the trend how this these things go, all right? Usually it ends up going along that. I mean, like, in the romance portion of this whole thing is that she is, uh, Yona is becoming, she used to be completely in love with Son Wu. And, or, and, or, uh, not Sun Wu, sorry, uh, So Won. And she, after seeing her father get killed by him, still loves him, but now she hates him. And she's spending all the time with Hawk, who actually does care about her 
and and he doesn't even realize his own feelings for her and she's starting to realize her own feelings for him and he's starting to realize her his feelings for her everyone else sees it it's just those two are kind of blind to it like <laughs> willfully blind yeah willfully blind and 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 so but they're starting to realize those emotions and they're starting to really come around with each other and, and become connected with each other in that regard. So, so I feel like she's going to get her revenge, but not through the way we're probably thinking it'll probably be a willful. I, I surrender the crown to you because you are the one, please don't ruin all my work or whatever, blah, 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 blah. He dies. Hawk and her both take, the throne and she marries Hawk. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. That'd be a, a, a the cleanest way I could see. And they'd probably demolish the, the fire nation or put people in charge if they want of the fire nation. Yeah. So as not to cause internal conflict, but uh, yeah, now all in all, it's a good anime. Not the best. Definitely not the worst. No, not by far. Um, so on a scale of zero to five, how would you rate it? Uh, honestly, I would probably say a solid 2.8, 2.83. Okay. It's not any higher because of the lack of progress for individual characters and then rapid progress and then stagnation and then rapid progress and then end. And you're like, what? Okay. So the flow didn't feel like a 24 episode anime. The flow felt like a 48 or even like a 72. I feel like it should have been more. All right. All right. So, so um, in, in that regard, I, I echo your position and stances on it, except I'm going to go have to give it a little bit of a lower score. I'm going to give it a 2.75. And the reason why okay. I'm giving it a 2.75 is because you know me and my hatred of open endings. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's my only thing is they they left it open, completely open. Now, I understand it, it kind of gives you a guide as to where they're going to go with the ending. But, you know, I just would have loved to have a like a nice ending, a bad ending, some kind of ending. I don't care. Have someone get murdered and raped and a head thrown on a spike. I don't care. Just give me an ending. And especially with with the with how we never really truly understood why the brother was killed. I mean, like if, if we had more story development in general, I, I would have, I would be happy. Even if it, the open ending was there, if they had done yeah. better with the story development, I would have rated it higher. I would have, I would have gone for more, but uh, yeah. 2. And they 7. definitely 5. had time. Yeah. They definitely had time. Um, to say the least, but I would recommend this to people. I, I would recommend it is at least worth a watch in and of oh, absolutely. It's, it's a very good foundation for someone to wade into anime. It's yes. very, it, it's, it's nice and easy entrance. It'll give you patience when you need it and help you focus when you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll set them up because anime is for the most part left open ended for no real good reason I can think of. 
So, yeah, uh, they are left open. Um, I do have my viewpoints on why they leave it open, mainly because of the funding or the the, the want or drive yeah. for it. Uh, but, you know, it, it definitely kind of gives you the, the push towards if I'm going to watch the anime and it has that kind of ending and I truly enjoy it, I should probably go read the manga. And exactly. And that's where they can make most of their money. And, and if there is enough outcry for an anime or if there is enough backing or, or, or love for that anime, they will do a full adaptation of the series to the anime, um, but they definitely want to push you towards... Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Now, they do leave out a lot... Uh, not a lot, but they do leave out a fair amount of detail from the manga to the anime simply because it's sometimes it's just too much to try and put in there. Yeah. So they do try. I agree. Yeah. They do take a little bit of, bit of it out, but so it is still worth reading. Yeah. Um, but with that, I, uh, I think that's about all the time we got for today. I am going to have to agree. I believe this next week is your choice. Or is it mine? It is your choice, sir. Oh, gee, money. Um, you know, we're going to have to try Beelzebub when we have a chance for a longer anime. Okay. Um, it's one I enjoy, and I think you might enjoy it too. Comical. Comical fighting. Okay. Uh, but this particular one, I think we're going to go with... Yep, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. It's um, Izetta, I-Z-E-T-T-A, The Last Witch. I think you might have watched it with me. Uh, on Crunchyroll, there is an English dub as well as a subtitled one. I personally watched the subbed, not the dubbed, um, and I will enjoy watching it again. It's an action anime with a little bit of drama. All right. Sounds good. Sounds wonderful. And, um, well, feel free to email us at feudalanimepodcast at gmail.com. We are a little bit social, so we are on the Twitterverse. Uh, you can reach out to us there at Twitter. Uh, feudal anime pod and please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher and rate us and give us a review on itunes it does help us out a lot and until next time later you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.